Hey friends, and welcome back to the show. I am bringing you a bonus episode today. So this is a little bit of a surprise. So happy Monday to you. I hope you had a great weekend and that you were able to get in your weekend reset. This is a habit that I do on a weekly basis. It helps me just get prepared for the week to come. And I shared on my blog recently, actually this past week, that I do a bare minimum reset. I used to have this very long list of tasks that I wanted to do on the weekend, but it got a little overwhelming and I started feeling like a failure. So I narrowed it down to just like the bare minimum. And those three things are resetting my calendar and my to-do list and like the goals, putting that all in my calendar and then resetting our meal plan for the week and then resetting all of our laundry in our house. Now we do have a daily laundry routine that we are pretty good at keeping up with, but by chance, if we got out of routine or life got really busy, I always use the weekend to catch up and reset everything. So I hope you were able to get your reset in. If not, there is always today and go ahead and do it and so that you feel better prepared for the week to come. All right, for today's episode is really, really fun. I actually recorded this episode back in December with a friend from the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast, Jake. He is a dog trainer and this is actually before we got our puppy and now we have our puppy. So I am loving going back and listening to this episode. So if you are a pet lover and you own pets, this is especially dogs, this is going to be a great episode for you of how to manage your home with pets. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. Hi, Jake, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm so glad that you are here today to help our listeners manage their home while they have pets in their home. This is a topic we actually haven't covered on the Habits and Home Show, but I know there are a lot of people, including myself, who have have dogs, and my dog is an inside-outside dog, so I know that there is a lot of mess that can happen when you have animals in the house. So first of all, before we dive into all the discussion, will you take some time to introduce yourself? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. First off, I always look forward to talking about anything involving dogs and especially if it's going to help people. So yeah, like you said, my name is Jake. Uh, Me and my wife own a dog training business called On Dog Training Academy. Um, We've been trainers for about 15 years now. I think that's about right. We've been married 16 and we've been doing this for 15 years together. Um, And and our main focus with OnDog is helping people virtually. So we do a lot with one-on-one coaching with with our clients. And then we have um, courses and stuff that we put out that are there just to help help students or help clients um, 
just kind of get through some of the struggles they have with their dogs. Like our main course right now is just about um, just getting a good head start because that's where it all starts. Yeah. And you mentioned that you have a podcast, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the podcast I have is called Learn, Laugh, Bark. I've been doing that for a year and a half now, maybe, maybe a little longer than that. Um, it's, it's me going on there. My wife, I've tried to get my wife on the show some, but she, she likes to do more of the office virtual stuff more than anything else. And so she's not big into, to coming out and talking and doing stuff like that. So, so I'm pretty much the one that's on there, but yeah, we've been doing that for a while and it's really fun. And we, we joke around a lot, but we have a lot of really good information just to help people out, you know. That is awesome. I've been, my, my podcast was launched about the same time as yours, but it, I, the thing I like about podcasting in the online world is that you can bring services to people in areas where they don't have these services. I know in my town in particular, I don't even know if we have a dog trainer in my town, but I have heard of one in a town you know, about 30 minutes from me. So for people that don't have access to these type of services, you know, teaching people how to train their dogs in their home online is a really, really neat way of getting those services to people. So let's talk a little bit about the struggles that homeowners face in the home with animals. So I know that you've probably worked with several clients. So can you give us some of the, the struggles that people come to you with and the problems that they want you to help them to fix with their dogs? Yeah, I would say, honestly, some of the biggest struggles we have is like home management stuff. So, you know, when you, when you bring a new dog into your life, there's things you have to change. And I think with a lot of people, that's a difficult thing to do. They don't want to change the routine. They don't want to change their schedules or anything like that. And, and so we get a lot of complaints or, or people calling saying, Hey, my dog's tearing up this stuff or chewing on my couch or, 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 you know, going into the bathroom and, and chewing on toilet paper. I don't know why dogs like toilet paper so much, but they do, <laughs> they do. So, you know, there's a lot of those type of management questions we get. Um, obviously we get a lot with, you know, how do I get my kid and my dog to kind of live in that symbiotic kind of like, how can they just survive together? You know, or dog and cat is a huge, huge, huge thing that people reach out. So we get a lot of like in-home questions and, and, and issues that arise from that. And, and what it boils down to a lot is just having a good management plan in place just to kind of help people and help the dog to understand. Cause dogs don't know if they're going to be allowed to run everywhere they're going to do it. And they're going to probably have a blast doing it, even if we don't like it. <laughs> so where would you advise people just like, okay, they, they're, they want to get started in, they have this crazy dog or a new dog in their home. I think of puppies, puppies are like children. They don't really have any sins until they're, they're like 10 <laughs> and maybe not right. even then, but as we know, dogs age faster than children do, mm -hmm. thankfully, <laughs> but for the first two years, Puppies just have no sense of <laughs> anything. And my husband, he's actually wanting to get a new puppy. We have an older dog. She's a senior dog and she is the literal best. I mean, I can give her a look and she will just go get in her kennel and <laughs> she is so obedient and I'm nervous about bringing like starting over. It's like having a newborn all over again. Mm -hmm. So for someone who they just, they want to get control of their dog really quickly. What is just the first thing that they can teach their dog to do or yeah. some steps or training? Yeah, I think it's, 
it's it's kind of funny you mentioned that because we've we've kicked around the idea of getting another dog and we have a dog who's six and a half i think he turns seven in march and he's the same way like he's perfect like it's like man like do we really want to go through this again like our dog i can tell him what i want him to do or i could tell him nothing and he just knows through our routines and everything and we put so much time and work into him i'm like do we want another puppy another project oh i don't know and and so we I mean, as dog trainers, yeah, we want a bunch of dogs, but we just have the one. But like what I always tell people, if you have that crazy dog or if you're thinking about getting a puppy, you need to just come up with like a really good management plan. And the first thing, the the biggest tip I can give people, I think, is, is just close off, make that house very small initially for the dog. Like it's if you like I just mentioned, if you give the dog the run of the house, there's going to be things the dog is going to do that just you're not going to like. Or there's going to be habits. So you had mentioned, you had mentioned, you know, that first couple of years, you know, they're, they're just kind of adolescent and, and boy, those are struggling times. I totally understand that. But what we don't want to have happen is bad habits forming. So if we can kind of head off those bad habits, like counter surfing, dogs who like to jump up on tables, do certain things like that, keep away, stealing things, like I said, chewing up toilet paper, getting in your laundry, all of that kind of boils down to managing the dog. And you can do that through gates. Gates are a fantastic way to close off certain areas to your house. Be like, you know, we don't want you going upstairs because that's where the kids rooms are or whatever. We don't need you going in there and stealing toys or doing whatever else they would do. Um, You know, we're going to confine you right now to the living room and the kitchen or whatever. Um, I always tell people to dogs are pack animals. They want to be around you. So, so like putting them in a kennel all the time, especially when they're puppies, I'd, I, we create train of course, but I like exercise pens. They're just a small enclosure, um, kind of like a, a kid's playpen. And it allows the dog to be in the situation, take in the energy, watch the kids running around and being crazy and doing their things, but not being allowed to react to it. Meaning they're not going to go chase that cat. They're not going to go chase the kids and bite them. They just take the energy in. And the more they take the energy in without reacting, that's when we start to see the dog go, oh, okay, this is just normal. So kids running by no longer stimulate to the point of I'm going to run and chase them down, knock them over and steal their coat or something. Um, it just helps a lot. But just some sort of containment management, you know, with that, you know, like I said, gates work really good uh, to keep animals in certain areas. And then as they show you they can handle it. Just like I think with kids, when they prove that they can handle things, you start to broaden what you're allowing them to do or where you're allowing them to go. Like our dog started an X-Pen and then that X-Pen turned into blocking off just the living room and the living room went to the kitchen. And then now he basically can go where he wants as long as the door is open. And that's the key too. With the bathroom thing, I know I grew up in a house with dogs, so we always close the bathroom, but my wife didn't. My wife actually married into the dog stuff. Um, And so she initially would leave the bathroom door open. And so dog, the dog would go in and check out what's in the bathroom or whatever. Ours never did, but you hear the dogs drink from the toilet or whatever. I would just say that for that, just close the door, get comfortable with just closing bathroom doors, closing doors. You don't want dogs to go to, you know, and, and I think that helps a ton. Wow. This makes total sense. And I think a lot of people who raise kids, um, they don't apply what they do with their children to their pets. I mean, we start off with, you know, play pens. I mean, I don't even know if people do play pens anymore, but I don't you know, either. I don't yeah. have kids. I have no idea. 
<laughs> right. Well, I know that I started out with playpen and then we had like blanket time where the, 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 the boundaries were the blanket. And then we said, okay, room time. And so I like this idea of what you said, making the house small and allowing them to graduate as they earn their ability to control themselves and they've earned that place in the house to be able to roam around or just stay in the kitchen. I know our dog, you know, we have like this little threshold across our kitchen to our, our living room. And if I tell her, stay in the kitchen, she just, she does it. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. We kind of inherited her as an adult dog and I, but she's so obedient and listens so well. So I like this idea and I, I ne- had never heard of um, exercise pins. So I'm glad that you mentioned that and you brought it up. And I also like what you said about getting them used to the stimula stimula. Um, do you think that that also works? I know a lot of dogs go kind of freak out with gunshots or firework shots. Does that also help them with being fearful of those sounds getting like slowly getting them used to, um, those sudden sounds? Yeah, I think it's, it's important in general, just to allow a dog to maybe not be startled, um, as much as we can help. I mean, you have thunderstorms, you have fireworks, that stuff's kind of unpredictable gunshots. Yeah. It's it's kind of the same idea where it's you want to slowly expose them in a very non-startling way. So you start from a distance, but it's, it's all of that is just desensitizing, especially when you have a puppy, you know, when you have a young dog, you're just desensitizing them to whatever that dog's life's going to be. Like you could, you, before you get a dog, you sit down and you go, here's how our life is. And here's what our dog is going to be exposed to a lot, whether it's kids or groups of people or hunting dogs with loud noises, whatever. And you're like, okay, we're going to come up with a plan to kind of expose them to these things, but make sure it's staying in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so I just think just kind of easing a dog into it helps no matter what, you know, it's just, like I said, it's desensitization because if they get too old and then you start building these, these already kind of like preconceived ideas now where the dog goes, I want to hear a gunshot that's scary to me. Now you're doing more counter conditioning and that takes a lot more time. So if you can get ahead of it and just plan on this is what our life's going to be. So this is what our dog needs to be exposed to it. It goes a long ways. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you mentioned that you teach people who want their dogs to be calmer, to, you know, fit into their lifestyle. You, you teach these people how to train their dogs. So what would you say is your top skill that you expect every dog to have mastered um, while you're going through these trainings with your clients? A big one to me. I mean, so I, I explained to people, you can have a dog who doesn't really know what sit means as dumb as that might sound. It doesn't know what sit means, doesn't know what down means. You need a dog who knows their name and you need a dog that can come to you. Recall is such an emergency thing. Um, you know, typically, unless you're having your dog in the backyard and you want him to come in, but if you're, if you need that recall, it's usually an emergency situation, like come and you want to make sure that, that, that skill is really good. People sometimes put emphasis on skills that maybe aren't as important, like your shakes, your rollover, your speaks, those things are cute and fun, but I always hold off on doing those till my dog's about a year and I have a really solid foundation. Um, another thing, and I think just to kind of go like to the, to help minimize chaos in the house, I think just teaching your dog how to turn it off in the house. And that's through, again, like we talked about through the management stuff, but just having your dog on leash, make them just kind of down next to you, step on their leash to just kind of make them chill and be like, Hey, you're going to just lay here with me. We're going to be calm in the house. Um, I think the X pen getting the dog used to the energy helps with this as well. But 
beside a recall, I would say just teaching your dog that off switch. We have a super high energy breed dog. They're called, he's called, he's, his name is Luda. Um, he's named after Ludacris. Um, and he is a Belgian Malinois. So they are a high drive dog, but with all the work and stuff we do with him, he has got one of the best off switches in the house where he just knows like, okay, I can play with toys, but I can't play at a level that I can do outside. I can't run around and use the couch as a berm or a hurdle and just go crazy. There's certain rules. And so having those rules in place is, is important. So I would just say teaching that calmness in the house. I think you could have a dog that literally knows nothing, but if he's a really good house dog, just can calm and be cool in your house. That That is so valuable and it brings your stress level down and it just makes everything so much easier. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So speaking of the house, a lot of homeowners, like they get these new puppies and <laughs> they, one of the first things, obviously they want to know how to do is to house train them, you know, to go to the potty outside. Is that something that you go over with clients in your programs? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, we have to, it's, yeah. it's a huge complaint. Like we'll, we'll deal with dogs who are 10, 12 months old and they're still having accidents in the house. And we're like, Oh man, like, had a great Dane that wasn't potty trained that came in recently and he was a year old. I'm like, that's like a small cow. I don't know how people clean that mess up. So no potty training for sure is a big, big thing that people like us to try and help them with. Yeah. I once decluttered for a a client and she had these, um, P P mats, P pads everywhere. Is that, is that something that she is like doomed to have forever or are there, I mean, are there certain types of dogs that have to have those pee pads or, you know, can, is there like skills that she can learn to train her dog? Um, or is she just doomed to this life of having pee pads in her house? I, I, us as a whole, I, we don't really, we're not huge fans of pee pads because it's, it's almost rewarding the dog going to go to the bathroom in the house, which I think can make it a little more difficult to go to the bathroom outside the house. That being said, um, we've dealt with elderly people who maybe can't get outside super fast. So pee pad training is something that's ideal. We've litter box trained dogs before for, for those type of clients. Um, you know, or if you live in an apartment, you know, pup pee pad training, a, a, a young dog, if you're living in an apartment and it takes a long time to get outside, that's always something. But if you have a house or something and you can get your dog outside, I think pee pads at a level of, of difficulty or just add something that I don't think is always necessary. They're not doomed to it forever. You can wean them off of it by just bringing that pad outside and be like, here, pee on the pad outside. And then progressively either shrinking the pad down or or just getting, or getting rid of it. But I, unless it's absolutely necessary, I try to avoid pee pads as much as possible. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned that, that dogs could be litter trained because I've always just assumed that cats can be litter trained. Mm -hmm. And I know we had a bunny rabbit one time inside and he was, he was litter trained. So I I never even thought about a dog being litter trained. So yeah. And that's probably the smaller dogs, right? Like you want your small, I don't, I'm not going to tell like a, (laughs) I don't know what kind of size litter box you'd need for like a Mastiff or something like that. I'm like, oh my God. But yeah, maybe your little Yorkies or your small dogs. Sure. But Otherwise, oh, just try to train them to go outside. It just saves you a lot too, just because messes in the house, it stains carpet, it it just ruins stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I just can't even imagine. But or you could just train him to sit on the toilet. <laughs> right. Well, that's a cat thing. I don't even know if a dog has the, the balance to be able to to do that. If only. Right. Um, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so if you could wrap, you know, wrap this up as far as like, what are some of your um, top tips or even some of the things that 
homeowners, you know, you, you see that they're facing these different struggles. What are some of the things that they're going to learn by going through your programs that you have? Um, I know you mentioned them. What are they going to learn as far as, you know, home management, they're going crazy with their new puppy or their dog. What are they going to learn from your programs that um, you think would be valuable to them? Well, I think, you know, on top of just a really good foundation of, of obedience stuff, which I think is always important, you want to have dogs that are well social. So we talk about socializing, we do certain things like that. Um, honestly, I think as a whole, what we try to p- get across is being proactive instead of reactive. Mm-hmm. Pro- being, you know, like I said earlier, coming up with that list of like, this is our lifestyle. This is kind of how I want our dog to be, to be part of. So having that list and being able to start working on things, but even, you know, going through your home and going, you know what, that we have a bookshelf and this stuff is super low and this puppy's going to get this stuff or, or researching what plants could possibly be toxic to animals and going, oh, let's put this up. Let's get this away. Just being proactive as much as you can. I mean, the puppies will show you your holes in your, in, in your household preparations, but being proactive instead of reactive puts you ahead of the ball and it, and it, it'll help minimize habits from forming that to me is, is one of the biggest things where, and I know puppies are puppies and they're cute and everything like that, but we have to be careful about what we're allowing the young dog to do because what we allow them to do now, puppies only stay small and cute for so long. And before you know it, they're teenagers and they're adolescent dogs and the cuteness wears off over time, but those habits you allowed initially kind of still stick around and now it's a big dog doing it. So we'd really emphasize Pro, being proactive in our courses and just when we're talking to clients in general. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said. Puppies will show you the holes in your house. Um, mm. it, it really, I mean, as parents, um, we're always thinking about like, okay, we have a new child. He's a toddler. We need to baby proof the house. And I think a lot of people don't take into consideration. You need to dog proof your house. Or- and, um, I I can just recall some people's houses where the dog has like chewed up the molding or scratched out like parts of the walls. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. The homeowners could definitely benefit from, from the trainings that you are offering. So speaking of that, where can people find you to connect with you and to look into the courses that you offer? Yeah. So our website is on dog training We're on some of the soul. I think we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram too. So people can find us there as well. Um, but that's our main website. And then, you know, obviously the podcast learn, laugh, bark, that definitely has a lot of really good information. Um, we do have a webinar that we are, we have available right now. That's just free for people. We kind of put it out as like a Christmas thing for our, our clients and stuff and have been putting it to them, but it's on our website under, um, I think it's on demand. Uh, and then it says free webinars and it just talks about similar to what we've been talking about today, but it goes a little more in depth into like being proactive, coming up with a plan, how to get consistency within your household. Like that's also a challenge, of course, is making sure your husband, your wife, your kids, all these different things are all on the same page because that's a big challenge between what the kids want the dog to do and what you want the dog to do and everything. And so that's all there. But yeah, just on dog training academy.com. We got a ton of information on there and then the podcast as well. 
Thank you. Thank you so much, Jake, for being on and bringing this information to my listeners. Um, because I, like I said, I speak a lot on home management and decluttering and organization, but this is something that we haven't covered. And I know it's going to help a lot of people. And thank you for making that resource available for people to train their dogs. And I know that I'm going to be checking your podcast out as soon as we get a new puppy. And um, again, I just want to say thank you for coming on and sharing with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a blast. So back in December, when I recorded this episode with Jake, I shared with my husband what he told us. And little did I know that we would end up getting a puppy shortly after recording this in January. And my husband actually put to practice everything that I had shared with him, um, teaching him his name, teaching him how to come, and then he works with him on a daily basis. And it really does make our life so much easier and our home management when the dog and when our animals are obedient. So really, I wanna just stress to you, take the time just like we spend time with our kids and when we spend time with them, it's going to pay off in the long run and really just bless us by keeping us calm. They're gonna learn good habits. They're gonna learn good um, management skills. They're gonna learn how to function in your family. So when you're taking time with your kids, also put these things into practice, put taking time with your pets and with your animals and teaching them what life is supposed to look like for your home, okay? Not only are we teaching ourselves new habits and new routines, we also need to apply these to our dogs as well as to our kids. All right, friends, if this episode blessed you, please share it with a friend as well as leave a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, I'll see you right here next time on the Habits and Home Show.